John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. This is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. It's 2021, John. It's 2021. Happy New Year, Ed. Yeah. Are you stoked about it? Oh, so stoked. It's not even funny. Yeah? Yeah. Hopefully it's at least as good as 2020. I'm banking on it. <clears throat> okay. What do we talk about here at the High Gain Podcast, John? We talk about all things stringed instrument related, especially if they are electrified and plugged into amps. Yeah, that sounds correct. That sounds pretty much like what we do, right? Yeah. I had to qualify it that way. I didn't want people to think we're like all about lutes or something. I guess lutes could plug into amps. Nah. Um, where are you recording from? I'm in a basement still. Yeah? It's a happier New Year basement. Cool. I'm also in a basement. I've done some rearranging. I made the pedal board a little better, and I got a new guitar. Oh, man. Yeah. And so I kind of like rearranged the guitar wall. This has been the talk of <laughs> Discord. Yeah, I bought a 70s Strat on Reverb. It was totally impulse buy thing. I'm just like a sucker for matching headstocks. Yeah. And it's got a matching Sonic Blue headstock. It's a refin, but an older refin, right? Yeah, like the guy said he thought um, it had been refinished in the 80s. The headstock is totally like crazing on it, and it's got the fine lines. Right. It almost looks like the headstock could be factory, but it's just not. So my wall was, for the longest time, all black guitars. Now I've got the orange Abernathy and the sonic blue Strat. Are you breaking out of the all black mold, you think? I thought I was committed to all black guitars, but apparently not. Yeah. I think now I'm just going to buy whatever jumps out at me. I think that's a good idea. That's going to be my deal. Can you hear them? They talk about us. Telling lies. Well, that's the surprise. 
surprise Can you see them? See right through them They had no shields or secrets to reveal Doesn't matter what they say In the jealous camps people play I look to see them Beverages Beverages, Ed were the Go-Go's one of the best pop bands ever? I think so. All Killer, No Filler, right? Beauty and the Beat, that was that album? That thing was great. Fuck yes. That thing was a ripper. Yeah. You know? Belinda Carlisle, the singer there? Sure. You know where she started? <laughs> Probably Jersey. No. Oh. 1977, she was a drummer. Great. Even better. In the germs. Let that sink in. That's crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. Belinda Carlisle and Pat Smear. There you go. That's so nuts. She was barely in it for a year, but she was one of the people that passed through that band. That's killer. Yeah. IRS Records was like my shit back in the day. The Go-Go's. R.E.M. Absolutely. Wall of Voodoo. Buzzcocks. Dead Kennedys. The Damned. English Beat. The Fall. Fine Young Cannibals. General Public. You might start to think that since I'm listing these alphabetically, I'm looking at a list, and that's probably true. I thought you were going to say, no, no, I've committed them to memory over the years. <laughs> in, in alphabetical order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That Ed, he's a strange cat. He just uh, he memorizes bands on specific labels in alphabetical order. Yeah, that's just my shit. That's what I do. <laughs> I also have beverages. Oh, oh, yeah. What are you drinking with your with your face mouth? Are you ready? Yes. Listen to this. Ooh. Yeah. You hear that? Yeah. That sounds like uh, that is an energy drink sound. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. Yeah? <laughs> can you get any more specific than energy? I'm going to say it's like a taller, thinner can. It's not like a little 12-ounce thing. Okay. You're killing it so far. Uh... Am I drinking something in the pocket of big corn? Yeah. Yep, it's a Coca-Cola energy. <sighs> Coca-Cola <laughs> energy? I What the fuck is in that? Guarna, gua, gua, guarana. <laughs> uh, B vitamins and caffeine. And probably like no end of big corn. Yep. You know, I don't know. I'm going all big corn style and we were talking a little bit earlier, and there were a couple points where you're like, are you there, Ed? Yeah. And it was because I was eating a hot dog with sauerkraut on it. What? Tofurky. It's a tofurky hot dog with vegan garlic aioli and some French mustard and some Liberty cabbage. I'm starting off the year with fucking Coca-Cola energy and a hot dog. That's my 2021. Boom. What about you? I have a cup of black coffee, Ed. That's been your go-to. What do you got there, John? I have a Tom Anderson guitar today. Okay. Do you know anything about them? Um, Their logo is pretty distinctive. It's that A logo. Yeah. That is almost the beginning and the end of what I know about Tom Anderson guitars. Well... Lately, we've been doing a lot of things that have to do with people in SoCal that started out in the parts business. That's been a weird trend. Yeah, totally. 
Our man Charvel mm -hmm. was working with parts and painting and refurbishing things before the company went full on making their own guitars. We've talked about Schechter in the past and how Schechter started out as kind of like the parts guys and then ended up making their own guitars. Sure. In the late 70s, our man Tom Anderson actually worked for Dave Schechter over there at Schechter Guitar Company. Okay. He was making parts with Schechter, and he stayed all the way until Schechter was sold. So is that like 90s, maybe? Schechter ended up being sold in 1984. So Tom Anderson was there from 77 to 84 learning the parts biz. Great. When Schechter was sold, he founded Tom Anderson Guitar Works. Wow, 84. At that point, he wasn't building, or he was? He was not building. Schechter got bought by a Japanese company, and he was winding pickups for Schechter Japan in his garage. Perfect. He has said in interviews that those pickups put food on the table. Sure. That's how he started. Sure. In 85, he had enough capital to move out of the garage, get a dedicated space, and start making bodies and necks. Yep. Uh, still in the parts kind of game, though, not making whole guitars yet. This energy drink is fantastic, John. Does it taste like Coke or taste more like an energy drink? You know that weird, almost medicine-y taste of energy drinks? Yeah. That's not in this. It's probably closer to a Coke than a energy drink. Well, that's not so bad then. If that's your thing, I mean, it's no Orca beverage. No, well, what is? Exactly. Okay, this whole time he's making parts, he's making bodies and necks and things. He's shipping them off to other manufacturers, retail outlets, stores, who are then putting together guitars. Hey, let's order a whole bunch of stuff from Tom Anderson. We'll put it together here in the shop, put it on the wall and sell it. Yep, totally. He wasn't really happy with the quality. Like, oh, I just made a neck and some dipwad slapped <laughs> some sloppy frets in it, and it plays right. like shit. Dipwad. Great. Now my name is on a neck that plays like shit because somebody who doesn't know how to put frets in did it. I can totally see that argument. He's got actual branded parts that are going out, and people are just not assembling them the way he would want. And I never thought of it that way. Think about all the warmth necks and things. Mm -hmm. I wonder how many times people have played a guitar with a warmth neck on it and have thought, man, these necks suck. Right. And maybe it's not the neck, dude. Maybe it's like whoever put the damn frets in it. Totally. So he thought, well, if these guys are going to put together all the parts and make actual guitars, why don't I just make actual guitars? 1987. Yeah. He starts making entire guitars. Huh. He showed up at NAMM with a bunch of them and signed up a bunch of dealers. They were kind of hits. Yeah. You know where he set up Tom Anderson Guitar Works? Newberry Park, California. Tom Anderson, California. Yeah, Tom Anderson, California. Suburb of Los Angeles. Sure. I guess a lot of TV shows, a lot of movies filmed in and around Newbury Park. Hollywood productions, I guess, that don't want to go too far yet still want some kind of scenic shit. The high school in Newbury Park, California is known for one of its famous alumni cheerleaders. Farrah Fawcett. No. Barbara Bach. No. Dinah Shore. No. Dinah Shore. What is that? What kind of pull is that? Weird. Belinda Carlisle. Oh, fuck. Of course. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Bringing it back around, John. You know how I do. Man, this is masterful storytelling right here. <laughs> you know, this is how you do it. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
Because earlier you did a Go-Go song and Belinda Carlisle is in the Go-Go's. Yes. And then she's from the town. I would bet she graduated 85, 87. No, she was the drummer in the Germs in 77. No shit, really? Yeah, Belinda Carlisle's like 60, maybe? She's 62 years old. She was born in 1958. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah she's no dinosaur. Also known as Dottie Danger. Yeah, in the Germs. I did not know. So our man Tom Anderson, now he's making entire guitars. He's got dealers. First thing he starts doing, besides making the guitars themselves, is innovating. Okay. He's uh, one of the first companies to start using a multi-purpose CNC machine. Cut out this shape, then turn it around, then do this, then do that other thing, then drill some holes, and then do that. Oh, right. That saves time and is more precise. Okay. And way back then, in the olden times of 1988 or so, mm-hmm. he was working on methods of curing instrument paint with UV light. That's a thing now, right? That is a thing now, yeah. It was not so much back then. Okay. Wow, I just sprayed this guitar with nitrocellulose. Everybody within eight blocks has to smell that until it sets up and cures. Sure. Maybe now I spray a thinner coat of something on it and just hit it with the UV light and it's cured and dried. Sick. What a smarty. So this guitar I have is called a drop top. Okay. You know how you can put a cap on a guitar, like, say, a Les Paul? Solid piece of mahogany, and then they could put, like, a maple top on it or right. whatever kind of top? Totally. You know on Stratocasters, because you have one, <laughs> where your arm rests, your right arm? Sure. Is kind of beveled? Yep. Love it. How do we put a top on it like that, but still get that same bevel that you would have on a Stratocaster? That part where that cap on top of the body curves, they call it a drop top. I have to look at a picture of this guitar. The underlying body part, they can just carve that. Sure. Same as they do on a Strat. But when it comes time to put that fancy wood on top of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's totally curved. So the question is, how the fuck did they do that? That's crazy. It seems like the tolerances would have to be so tight to get it to fit and be smooth like that. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. That's a drop top. Okay. So what kind of pickups are in it? It looks like three humbuckers. Let's do the rundown, shall we? Sure. This body is Telecaster-shaped, but with more Stratocaster-type appointments. It's that mixture of the types, the Stratocaster and the Telecaster, that gives this drop-top its additional name of Mongrel. (laughs) Okay. It does have three pickups. The neck and the middle look like mini humbuckers. They're actually full-range single coils. They have 12 pole bangers in them. Imagine that. I'll go neck. Pretty full-sounding. Yeah, pretty necky. The bridge is a humbucker. Okay. So I'm in the middle now. Pretend you are on a Les Paul. Les Paul, you get both. You get both. So now what if I want that on this? The neck and the bridge? Yes. Okay. I don't know. Leave it in position three. Yeah. You pull the push-pull pot. Oh, okay. Now I've got bridge and neck. (laughs) 
I'm still blown away by this 12-pole banger single coil. I think single coil, and I think, you know, like the six little pole bangers. Like, I'm trying to imagine how he winds them. I don't know how they're wound. All I know is that the reason for this has something to do with the fact that these are also considered noiseless. I'm trying to imagine, do you think it's wound in a figure eight where it goes around one and then down the middle and then up and around the other one and then like an infinity? Maybe. Huh. We don't know. This guitar also has stainless steel frets. But before I get to that and what's going on with the neck, Ed, I'm going to go down into the bridge where that humbucker lives. Right? Hear that? Yep. Humbucker. There's a coil tap switch here. You gotta have the coil tap. Come on. So it's got a push-pull and a coil tap. Yes. Okay. Man, this thing is fun to play. It's six pounds. It's a chambered body, Ed. Do you know what a wedgie is, Ed? <laughs> when you pull underwear up into someone's butthole? Yeah, named after the wedge, which is a device that used to pry things open. You know, a wedge. Sure, okay, <laughs> like a shape. Yeah, so imagine a guitar neck where it meets the body. Instead of being kind of half round, it's wedge-shaped. Okay, so it notches in like diamond-y shape. Yeah, it's like a trapezoid where the top is smaller than the base and then the two sides angle in and the body is shaped to receive that shape. Huh. The body completely surrounds the neck. Yeah. You don't need additional bolts to prevent lateral movement of the neck. The body is keeping the neck from moving. It's not going anywhere. Yep. So this thing only has two bolts on the back. It doesn't need four. This guy's like a smarty pants guy. Now, looking at the neck, yep, it is a solid piece of rock maple. I don't know much about the rock maple, but the fact that it's, you know, got a special name makes me think it's special. Yeah, it's pretty hard. Yep. Like a rock. Yep. Apparently. Okay. There's still a truss rod in it, though, right? There is. Yeah. So you've got the A wedgie, they call it. Okay. Because I guess it's A-shaped down there, where it fits into the body. Here's where it gets even more interesting. The intonation is exceptionally fine on this. That is because they have incorporated the Buzz Fighting tuning system. You know where the nut sits in the neck of the guitar up at the top there? Yep. Imagine if it hung over the fretboard a little bit. Onto the first fret there. Yes. Yeah. The space between the nut and the first fret is reduced. Yep. That, in conjunction with more precise measurements on the bridge as you're adjusting the intonation of each saddle, mm -hmm. gets you a guitar that stays in tune better, theoretically, on the lower frets, but practically across the entire fretboard. Huh. Have you played it enough to notice that in practice? I have, yeah. Because, like, you know how sometimes you tune? And it sounds great when I played that open E. Yep. And then you go and play a D bar chord, and you're like, wait, it doesn't sound right. I just fucking tuned. Right. That Strat I bought is a 75. Yes. I tune that thing a lot. 
I've been playing it and it goes out of tune pretty easily. Yeah. Not even fucking around with the trem. Right. It's not the best at staying in tune would be the one downside of that guitar I've seen playing it for a couple days. I've been playing this thing all day. Yeah. I tuned it once. My Strat, if I play it for 10 minutes, I have to retune. Yeah. And with me, my ear is bad enough that when shit's going out of tune that I notice like midway as I'm playing, like it's usually pretty out of tune. (laughs) It also has locking tuners, so that helps yet more. So this is one of those guitars where we were talking before we started recording and John was immediately like, oh my God, I love this guitar. I love the way this plays and sounds. Yeah. This is like a burnished orange, highly figured maple top. Sure. And a perloid white pickguard. Not my thing. Stylistically. Stylistically, I would probably order something else. I might even relic it. Right. Like just standard with maybe just a little wear on it. And all I've got on is a 1981 DRV pedal. I look forward to when the COVID times are over, maybe going to visit some of these cats. Yeah, totally. That'd be pretty fun. Hell yeah. You can get lots of different sounds out of this thing, turns out, Ed. Uh, well, I mean, I could kind of hear it because you were making a lot of different sounds. And that is the story of Tom Anderson guitars. That's pretty good. How do you think Tom Anderson would feel about, you know, if we play this back for him? What do you think he's going to think? I think he's going to think, I got to talk to these guys. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. He can tell us about all the shit we got wrong. Yep. All the stuff that was explained poorly. Right. And minimized and trivialized. I'm sure he would love to set the record straight with us. Yeah. I'm sure there are any number of people out there that would like a piece of that action. (laughs) You know what I like about what you're doing there? What's that? It sounds really wrong. Half of the notes are wrong, which I, I think is awesome. I'm glad you like that. You know why? Why? Because I'm doing it intentionally. So it's cool that you would notice that. It's great. Do you want to know how I got that sounded? Yeah, kind of. If I play the right notes the right way, right, it's going to sound like this. Right? Yep. First, I pluck a little harder. And then secondly, you can move some of your fingers like you're bending the note in the chord. Does that make sense? Sure. So this one, while I'm playing it, I might go. Yeah. So it's like this detuned kind of weird sound. Yeah. Chorusy, seasicky sounding, but you're doing it with your fingers. Yeah. I like that a lot. And I'm glad that you noticed the thing I did intentionally. It's very cool because that's just kind of a standard Travis picking thing. Yeah. How many guitars have we played where, yeah, they paid attention to the sound and the pickups and all that kind of stuff, 
but the guitar ends up being just like holy hell to even handle for any length of time. Yeah, that's a thing with like a six and a half pound guitar, a solid body. That's crazy. Yeah, think of all the guitars that we've played that sound really great, but oh, the neck dives or right. I can't keep it balanced on my knee if I'm sitting down or, you know, right. or my arm gets tired because the cutaway's in the wrong place or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting approach to take that stuff into consideration first. Right. And then to have the confidence to say, oh, we'll get the sound right. Don't worry about that. Yeah. You can have that confidence when you consider he was just a parts dude for a long time. So he was probably pretty confident in the parts side. You know what I mean? Right. And after winding all those pickups for Schechter, he probably knew how to make a pickup. Yeah. Single coil, double banger. That's a first. Woo. Way to go, Tom. Yeah. Hot. All right. How'd we do in this? Oof. Episode 140, the first of the year 2021. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say like, as Tom's listening to this and he's thinking like, I don't know about these guys. This is like a solid middle of the road episode for us. We're rolling into this new year and there's a lot of stuff going on in both our brains. Yeah. I'm not going to say this was our best effort ever, but you know, middle of the road. We're heading into the new year with the same practical humility we've always had we don't think we're fancy pants no we drink the black coffee we sit in basements drink coca-cola out of a can eating hot dogs where can the people find more about that they could go to thehighgain.com on the internets yes they could go to instagram twitter facebook all of those is the high gain they could probably go to patreon.com and look up the high gain oh yes from there, they could get a link to our Discord server. You know, for as little as a buck a month, you can support us on the Patreon, and you get access to the Discord server in the bark. Yeah, and you can hear all of the hot takes that Ed throws out that John edits out. I just say stuff. I don't even care. Yeah, so go on the interweb machine, fire it up, check us out. Don't forget to like and subscribe. What is it? Smash those butts? Yeah, sub butts. Yeah. The subscribe button. Yeah, smash them. Yeah. Maybe leave a review while you're at it on the iTunes. That would be great. Okay, Ed. Happy New Year. (laughs) Bye, John. (laughs) Bye, Ed.